0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He's back in the bullpen today. We have Mr. Spike Cohen, 2020 Libertarian Vice Presidential Candidate and Chair of You Are the Power. We're going to talk about the war on drugs, all right? Spike, good day, brother. Welcome. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me back on, Rashad, it's great to see you. Great to see you, man. I don't want to presume what you know believe about the war on drugs. So if you would give us your sentiment and I will opine.
1: Sure, absolutely. The war on drugs has been wildly successful in empowering cartels across the country and across the world, in corrupting governments here and around the world, in criminalizing tens of millions of people, most of whom are people of color and the poor. All of this for the low, low cost of trillions of dollars of taxpayer money, not to mention all the potential that has been lost in terms of people's lives being ruined, who would have otherwise been peaceful and productive members of society. I think the war on drugs should end as soon as possible, and its victims should be freed from their cages and criminal records.
0: This is why I f with libertarians. Still, <laughs> see, people sometimes they get on me about my libertarian friends that I bring on the show, and they say, "Oh, yeah, but they're here." But see, this is part. This is part of the libertarian philosophy that has so much intellectual honesty, right, right. you can't refute it. I obviously 1000% agree with you. I want to give some background for context because let's go back to Nixon. Yep. And how the whole campaign started. Mm -hmm. So the Nixon administration, this was just a campaign ploy. The Nixon administration came up with this concept known as the war on drugs. Well, the war on drugs is what you call your front leaning narrative. The war on drugs was really the war on individuals that disagreed with the man, exactly. <laughs> and it gave them excuse. And some people will say, uh, "Spike, well, no, no, that's not right, Rashad. These were uh, people that just probably got it wrong." But let me read, uh, let me read something directly yep. from the administration. Uh, in 1994, this was during an interview, um, a person who worked directly for Nixon. Okay. Said and I quote, this was the domestic policy chief, said and I quote, you want to know what this was really all about? He was talking about the war on drugs, he decided to come clean about it. He said the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies. The anti-war left and black people, Yep. you understand what I'm saying? He said, we knew we could not make it illegal to be either against the war or blacks, but by getting the public to associate hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest those leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. We uh, did. We know what we were lying uh, that we were lying about the drugs. Of course, we did. Yep. That's an exact quote during the exactly. 1994 interview, all right? Yep. So so now here's, some, here's another stat, right? 83% of Americans, they say, okay, the war on drugs was failed. I'm just wondering who the hell believes it was successful? That's the only question I have to that one. <laughs> 65% of Americans are for ending the war on drugs. Now, this is an interesting number, okay? So you got 65% of Americans saying we need to end this war on drugs, so to speak. But yes. 66% of Americans, They support eliminating criminal penalties for drug possession and reinvesting drug enforcement resources into treatment and addiction services. That's the majority of Americans believe that. Now, let's take this back to a common sense ideology. Because literally, the war on drugs costs money, right? So you Mm -hmm. have to fund the war on drugs. Most Americans agree with defunding the policy and the protocol apparatus to fight drug addiction and drug sales in America and investing those things to preventative measures. I'm going somewhere with this. But these same Americans, many of them, will then criticize the movement called Defund the Police. Well, that's not about taking away all of the policing budget. That movement is about this movement. That movement says, let's divest some of that overinflated budget for policing. Unless invested into actual public safety dynamics, boom. Similar argument, different elements. All right, where am I wrong here, brother?
1: Uh, I don't think you're wrong at all. I mean, like you said, the, the Nixon administration and every administration since yeah. uh, has been continuing that a war that was a war on poor people. It was yeah. a war on dissidents, and it was, as always, a war on people of color. And uh, and it wasn't as though they could claim that they didn't know how the war on drugs would go. They already had alcohol prohibition and how that played out to know how a war on drugs would play out. When you prohibit the use of a substance, all you do is create a black market. You empower uh, criminals to create cartels, those cartels pay off people in government to look the other way. Those people are not just corrupt when it comes to looking the other way, they're just corrupt in general. So now you have corrupt politicians and police, you have a, a division between the public and the police who are supposed to serve them. Because now instead of seeing the police as someone who's there to protect them, they see them as someone that's there to harass them for doing something Something with their own body, in every single way it harms things. And like you said, the, the chief of staff on the, the drug war that you quoted, he didn't just say they went after individuals, he said it was to harm communities. Well, if you have a person of color in your community, if you have a hippie or now I guess it would be someone on the left in your community, you are being indirectly harmed by that as well. It is the cause of the opioid epidemic, it is the cause of the gang violence that we're seeing almost all of which has to do with the trade of the war on drugs. It is an entire, it is multiple generations of entrepreneurs who through, through the war on poverty, the war on poor people led them to often going into the drug trade and then having a criminal record because of it. There are multiple layers of how the war on drugs has harmed people and communities and it needs to end. I don't think we're gonna see an end from on the federal level anytime soon, which is why we need to continue focusing on nullifying bad federal laws, including the war on drugs at the local and state level. We've been successful with it on cannabis, we need to expand it.
0: Yeah, I completely concur. One of the interesting reports that came out of the Washington Post, um, it showed that African-Americans are, for, are far more likely to be arrested for selling or possessing drugs than whites. Yeah. Even though whites use drugs at the same rate. And according mm-hmm. to the data, they actually sell drugs at a higher rate than black yes. people. Uh, that's quite interesting. So white Americans are more likely to sell drugs than black Americans.
1: I have to be careful in how I respond to this because Go South ahead. Carolina has no statute of limitations on crimes. <laughs> what I will say <laughs> is that I was, uh, A drug addict for the better part of 10 years. I've been clean for 16 years now.
0: Congratulations, brother.
1: Thank you, and I appreciate that. And I am grateful that I'm one of the people who was privileged never to get caught up in the criminal justice system. I have friends who were, and they're still suffering from it. I'm now 40. This was stuff we were doing in our teens and early 20s. Thankfully, I was able to get out of it before it became something like that. But if it had been, I wouldn't be here right now. I would likely either be in prison, or I'd just be in a really bad situation where I have a criminal record. I can't vote. I can't own a firearm. I can't Mm -hmm. leave the state. I can't associate with the people I knew before I went to jail. I have all of the trauma from being in prison that comes with that, PTSD yep. and everything else. It's being untreated. I'm probably still addicted, if not even worse addicted, and it's likely that I end up homeless and a statistic on the overdose and opioid epidemic. It's an absolute nightmare, and it's entirely caused by bad policy that was created by people who knew it was bad policy and did it explicitly to do harm. It's still happening to this day for all of the 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 the, the great. It's one wonderful that the majority of Americans want to end it. At the same time, we have a president who was one of the main drug warriors yep. over the past several decades. And yep. it goes to show that often our desires, and <laughs> our voting records don't line up. And this is a perfect example of that.
0: Very well said, and Spike, I knew there was something kindred about you. Um, I'm clean and sober myself from alcohol, I used to be a drinking man and I would That's I tell awesome. people. Uh, you know, I was the reason the party started and the reason it ended. All right, so that's that's the kind of <laughs> drink I used to be. So very thankful to have years of sobriety under my belt now. Uh, and I encourage anyone who watches uh, this conversation, uh, if you're struggling with an addiction of any sort, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Absolutely. Uh, you should you should wear your recovery as a yep. badge of honor. Yes. It's a badge of honor. All of us don't make it. Um, Spike, let me ask you this before you go, because I think. There are still individuals who believe, and this a lot of this comes from the Christian right, Mm -hmm. that drugs or using drugs makes you evil or makes you bad or makes you immoral, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the best hearted people I've ever met in my life had an addiction, good souls, okay? I don't think we change the policy like clearly most of the American public, they're they're on our side here, but the policy is not. I don't think the policy changes until we change the narrative of who the person is that may use drugs or may have an addiction. What are your thoughts to that?
1: I can't tell you the number of people before, during and after the campaign that I've spoken with in person well into the hundreds, people who had car accidents or uh, abuse incidents or something that led them to becoming dependent on drugs, especially when it's like an accident and they have like a chronic pain issue. They end up addicted to drugs, but it's under a clinically managed thing for pain management because they can't seek out safer but illegal treatments like cannabis and other treatments. And then they, they hit their FDA lifetime limit, so now they have to try to get their pills illegally. Now they're not having clinical supervision, and eventually one day they realize that heroin is cheaper. No one wakes up one day and says, I want to try heroin. I want to go and be a heroin addict and live on the street, I wonder what that's like. When you see someone who is addicted, you are seeing someone who is deeply mired in a health problem. They are someone will who needs say. help. It would be like looking at someone with a broken leg and saying, I wonder what kind of monster it is who would want to break his own leg. It's not, it's a health problem. And like you said, it is nothing to be ashamed of. It is something that people should be able to get help for and we should encourage them to get help. We should encourage them if and when they fall off the wagon and we should encourage them and congratulate them as I'm congratulating you right now for the years of, of sobriety that you've had and, and that we've had. And it, that's how it should be treated is, is like we treat any other health problem.
0: I congratulate you too, my friend on that note, uh, this is probably one of the most positive bullpens I've had. I appreciate you being on the show. We'll argue and debate about another topic, but today I completely align with what you said. Man. One Thank
1: day you we're gonna disagree. I, am <laughs> I know,
0: right? All right. <laughs> yeah, man, you're messing up my street rep, man. So we gotta get you here to argue at some point. Yeah. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you.